Coming soon to a city near you, Vinitaly Roadshow. Have you ever wondered how to attend Vinitaly for free? Are you a wine trade professional interested in a sponsored trip to Vinitaly International Academy or Vinitaly, the wine and spirits exhibition? Coming soon to Princeton, New Jersey, Harlem, New York, and Chinatown in New York City, Cardiff in Wales, London in England, and Roost in Austria. We'll be giving away our new textbook, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Find out more about these exciting events and for details on how to attend go to liveshop.vinitaly.com limited spots available sign up now we'll see you soon welcome to this special italian wine podcast broadcast this episode is a recording off clubhouse the popular drop-in audio chat this clubhouse session was taken from the wine business club and italian wine club Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Hey, ciao ragazzi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Italian Wine Club on Clubhouse. My name's Stevie Kim. Uh, we're literally near Christmas. Just, I, I believe today is a f- just a few days before. Ciao, Laika. Ciao, Stevie. Hello, Laika. How are you? Where mm. are you? Uh, I'm at home. <laughs> Have you finished the cards? How does it feel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, finally, about that. finally, Laika. Laika is, of course, our clubhouse manager for um, for Italian Wine Club, and she's been with us for a long time now already. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So, what are you doing? This is the last episode before the uh, yes, 2022. Is. is that correct? Yes, it is. It's the last last episode. <laughs> Okay, but don't you worry uh, that uh, for our audience, you know that our episodes are replayed on Italian Wine Podcast, and the pods will be continuing throughout the um, holidays, thanks to our producer, Joy Livingston, who's, I don't know where she is, but I haven't seen her all day, but she's working um, very, very busily. She's very busy to um, program all the episodes during the two weeks holidays. We'll be closed at the office in Verona, but the episodes will continue. The shows will go on. So today, as you know, this is the Ambassadors Corner, and it is where one of our ambassadors, Italian wine ambassadors, interview their favorite wine producer. And today we have Jamie Fang. Ciao, Jamie. Ciao, Stevie. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? You have the party hat on, so this is your first time on Clubhouse? Yes, this is my very first time, yeah. Very... <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what is it? What is it? I thought Clubhouse was dead. Jamie, I know you went to um, you went to Etna, right? You yeah, the exactly. Scholastica. How was that? It was great. It was a fantastic trip, and I really enjoyed it. And, and thanks for the chance to uh, have uh, the interview with... Valeria today so very happy for that yeah okay excellent Jamie's originally from China and now um, he's based in Paris he is a wine buyer for Nisa Caviste what does that mean 
um, this is the Kavist means wine shops. Right, so, but is it's N Y S A? That's the name. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah. Um, Aha. Nisa is actually is the name that the the, the wine um, planted the first wine, and the slope. The name of the slope is called Nisa. Oh, okay. So that's the name of the slope, and it and you uh, work in um, Paris yes. um, at this wine shop, and there are actually fifty uh, three wine cave- wine shops in Paris. This made in Paris. Yes, exactly. So yeah. you have lots of friends that who you can invite. I know, of course, they'll mostly be drinking French wines, but we need to convert them all to exactly. Italian wine. Exactly. This is what I, my, my goal is to convert some Italian wines for the, for my company. But it's it's a little bit difficult because uh, for the French market, it's very focused on the French wines. And, oh, I know. Yeah, I know. We have the but, same problem here. <laughs> but the Italian ones is the top. It's the first. I think for 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 the French, they take some vacation in Italy, and when they go back to France, I think they will have a one a glass of the Italian one just to remember and record some holidays. So this is this is good. This is the very good thing. So um, a lots of bistro, Italian bistro in Paris as well. So yeah. How long have you been living in Paris? It's been five years, I think. It is since two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Oh, lucky you! Every I love <laughs> Paris. I'll be there actually in February, so maybe I'll ping you once I'm there. Um, listen, Jamie. So you are also a WSET wine educator, certified sommelier, and stage two master wine student. Yes. <laughs> so you're still missing one thing that's very important from your CV, <laughs> and you know what it is. Italian wine ambassador. Yeah, Vinital <laughs> International Academy. So you need to become an Italian wine ambassador. Yes, exactly. However, I already applied for the Verona program. In okay, so I hope, to, I hope to see you in Verona very, very soon. So yes. getting on with the show, Jamie, what, tell us why you, you've decided to have the call with Valeria Agosta um, as your um, interviewee today. Yes, I uh, met Valeria during the Etna trip, and uh, we had a great time there. And I was impressed about visits and learn about the manual cultivation of the wines, and the organic practice in the vineyards, and the inventive wine making in the cellar. And the remarkable thing is that when you when you are doing the visit, you can feel the meticulous work in every detail of the winery. From the architectural style, the decorations in the room, the terrace, just facing the vineyards and the tasting corner onto the one labels. All these detailed together made absolutely a very special experience for me. And um, another key element is the modernity. I found that her venery is one of the venerys showing the new face of the ethnodox, mm-hmm. embarrassing the new technology to take to make some more than one styles, which express the purity of the variety. So um, when you are in this venery facing the ungrafted old wines, this contrast makes you experience sometimes sort of two spaces at the same time. So, and you really find a harmony and, a, a, and the balance in the, in the environment. And I also discussed this with Alessio, very good taster, a freelance journalist during the trip. And he tasted the one 
several times on different occasions and he told me that he can see the quality of how wines keep improving and this is brilliant so i am sort of the person more focused on the future so i feel grateful when i am visiting some traditional iconic wineries of the region but i'm more excited to discover a riding star who is making efforts and showing another possibility so i i truly believe that Palamanto Costanzo will be referenced among the reputable Sicilian vineries one one day, and I wish it in the near future. Yeah, I was there uh, not this year. I, I believe the year before last year, and it is absolutely a stunning winery, um, as well as the wines. So I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. As you know, we're a little bit geeky here, so we talk about the learning objectives what should we expect from your the call today? Um, firstly, for the audience who don't know the venery, you're going to love it. And this is the best chance to add a venery to your wish list for your Christmas gifts, maybe. Or, <laughs> or just show off in front of your friends to an absolutely brand new venery. And for the audience who already know the venery, this is a great chance to dig into more details and listen to the story behind the labels. And secondly, um, you will get to know Valeria's personality. She's a great person, very natural and modest. And you're going to understand that her philosophy and a commitment to making good quality wines during this interview. And from my understanding, a great wine cannot just be only tasted great. Am I right? So you must be conquered by other aspects. They were all connected and interacting. So this is very important for me. So you met Valeria on, on your trip, is that correct? Yes. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love the I love this whole conversation where you meet somebody and then you want to share their winery and their wine knowledge and their wines with everybody else. So this is exactly the purpose of this ambassador's corner, more like a fireside um, chat style. So over to you, Jamie. Cool. Thanks, Stevie. So um, hello, everyone. Today, uh, I'm going to interview uh, Valeria, um, the owner of the Palamonto Costanzo, a family-run vannery in Contalata Santo Spleto, Sicily, that has been uh, embodying a strictly native idea of the viticulture on the slopes of Etna since 2010. And with the background in languages and training in marketing and communications, Valeria's story is one of the courage, passion, and roots. Uh, raised in Catania at the food Etna, the volcano is linked to her identity, just like her passion for wine, which she shares with her family, especially her daughter, Serena, who now studies viticulture and knowledge in Montpellier and supports her in running the winery. Um, Valeria is WSET qualified is and is both FAS sommelier and ONAV as such a darling. After spending some time in Rome, the magnetic pull of Etna takes her back to the native lines where she decided to take on the the great ages project of restoring the ancient Palamonto and the Venus in Contralata Santo Splito. Now here she runs the venery and get it by the purpose of celebrating her roots and the long lasting one tradition of 
Edna. So hi Valeria, a big pleasure that you accepted my interview. So I'm gonna ask the very first question that you described that you went away was a rediscovery in 2010. What was the first spark to change your career and establish venery in Etna? And I know that you come from Etna, so many, so you are, you are born in Italy, so many mysteries, one regions in Italy. So why choose Etna to do your own venery? Um, well, Etna uh, could be the only place, the, the only place where we, uh, can uh, could build our dream because uh, we are from uh, from Catania um, and me in particular I've always uh, lived Etna in uh, in all aspects when I was young uh, I, I used to live Etna during the eruptions uh, for skiing and so on so um, with a so uh, stunning viticulture area I, I couldn't imagine nothing different, uh, a, a, a different place where to to start this adventure and this project. Cool. So that you um so so, so why chosen the northern slopes? Well, um, I looked around. Uh, we looked around for a couple of years, and uh, and at the end, when I fell in love with uh, with this area. I didn't want to um, manage with uh, an old, with an estate, an ex- existing estate, but I would like to create everything by by zero. So uh, the old owner of this land used to sell the grapes. So there wasn't an estate, and uh, I had to to manage to to work in the vineyard and to change the the old concrete post with the chestnut post and uh, and I decided also to start uh, the the restoring of the old palmento to produce the wine inside palmento yes yeah this is this is great because Palmento, it seems, I don't speak Italian, but it seems this is very traditional Italian term that has great value in your winemaking philosophy. So um, I learned that your family underwent a meticulous um, restoration for, for, for that. And, and you have a very inventive seller. So if I'm not mistaken, so you don't use the pumps for pumping over, so all better gravity. Am I right? Palmento was uh, built at the end of this palmento, the palmento we have in our vineyard was built at the end of the 18th. And it was used until the beginning of the 19th. And, uh, uh, but then um, as, the, as, as the vinification area of, of, of Etna, but then uh, due to the war, due to many reasons, the war, the prohibitionism, and also the hygienic reasons, all Palmento and Etna were closed and they remained closed for many, many years. We decided to, to restore and to produce wine following the same gravity system, but with modern technology. So, uh, and we decided to to invest also in this project, which lasts uh, a lot of years because of the stricted rules of uh, of the national park on Etna. Great, great. So this is I was very impressed during the visit that you have several 
levels and you have some sorting table, the fermentation and the maturation. So this is absolutely a very brilliant idea. So um, you have uh, 18 hectares wine planted in several contlata and you are planning for uh, indigenous varieties and 11 wines produced. And could you um, briefly introduce your winery to our audience and are you planning to grow other varieties in the future? Maybe some more innovative EGT wines in the future? Yes, we have uh, 18 hectares in total, uh, 12 in Contrada Santo Spirito, where we have the state, uh, the main quarter. And uh, the other hectares are in different Contrada, always on the northern slopes, so in, in Castiglione di Sicilia. Um, Feudo di Mezzo, Bragaseggi and Zottorinoto. Then we have also a small parcel in Contrada Cavaliere, which is on the other version, on the southern uh, west version, and um, Santa Maria di Licodia, where we produce only a white wine because it's, a, it's an area located to, uh, for white wines. Uh, we produce three different Contrada wines, Contrada Santo Spirito Red, Contrada Santo Spirito White and Contrada Cavaliere White from the other version, Southern West version. We, um, um, according to, to the particular terroir on Etna, we studied the vineyard and we wanted to make a focus on the different terraces in the same Contrada. Uh, the different uh, terraces which are part of the same contrada in order to show that due to the different altitude and soil the wines produced are different the process of vinification of the contrada santo spirito red is exactly the same but the three different terraces and area uh, so the three different uh, soil texture of soil the altitude so the soil the more skeletic one more fertile one and uh, and uh, the uh, the one rich in organic elements give different wines as to me terroir is uh, all occurs in the production of a wine soil microclimate altitude and man's philosophy production etna um, can represent this concept uh, probably more than other uh, viticulture area and um, etna is considered the island in the island due to the particular microclimate the big excursion and the different texture soil due to the different eruptions occurred during the years and that characterized the soil according to the original composition. It's absolutely brilliant that you, it really makes sense that within the different terrace in the same controlada that, that thanks to the different altitude and the south compositions and you have very different expression of the wines and I'm totally agree with you for the for the terroir because this is it's not just the soil it's not just the vinification is all together and that is great that um, you uh, you love all your wines produced and I still remember that um, when I I was in the cellar when I was in front of the the vinification tanks and i thought you have a bunch of the great ideas so the stainless steel truncated oak vats the amphora the barrels the stockinger the oven french barrels from Taranzo. so um 
it, it looks like that you are under during very uh, advanced experiments. So could you explain to us a little bit about why you are so invested in the cellar? So some trendy ones maybe in the future, for example, some very natural wines, orange one or some bit nut. So uh, our main intent was to study Narello Mascalese and Caricante and how they act, the two varietals act in the different containers of production. Um, and so um, we, um, as you told, we uh, use uh, the stainless steel tanks and the uh, Österreich um, uh, oak and also the Ovum French oak and Entonno of French oak. But um, we have also uh, we uh, we like to do experiment, and uh, and we tried also amphora. And uh, but at the moment I don't know if we are going to um, to to try other experiment regarding uh, natural wine or or, or macerato or orange wine. I don't think at the moment. I I don't think, but probably I. There is my daughter Serena, and she's young, and uh, and probably in the future we uh, will do some new experiment. I don't know. But at the moment, this is our philosophy, and uh, and the important thing is uh, to to see how the two varietals act in the in the different containers. Right. And I oh, think yeah. that is very important the investment in the seller to improve the the quality uh, and to improve the production in terms of quality. Yeah, exactly. So um, um I agree with that point because. Um, if we talk about the, the word Dewa, I think the vinification and all the things that you have done, you are writing your own history of the Dewa definition of the Edna. So this is this is very good. And then you're starting um, to kind of analyze the Nerola Mascalizi, Gai Gondi in different in different um, fermentation mass. This is absolutely something that I'm really looking forward to taste in the future. And I'm very pleased to read your very first sustainable report for 2021. And you mentioned a biodynamic project during 2022 and 2023 within the Sicily region biodiversity promotion program. So could you tell us more details about it? And what is your opinion of the biodynamic viticulture? Yes, uh, we are certified organic and we started also some process in the vineyard in biodynamic. But I think that uh, the, everything can be must be converted in one only word, sustainability. So uh, biodynamic, organic, uh, in, I think it's respect for the soil. And Etna is uh, uh, one of the viticulture area, which more than other probably can um, can represent this uh, this uh, this uh, concept because uh, um, we have the, the terroir that can 
help us to to respect and to do everything in the in the best healthy condition for people because at the end uh, respect for the for the soil uh, for me is respect for the people who love wine and drink wine who love our wine our in general and drink our wine are you enjoying this podcast There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. So you are... Um you will have some certifications in the future for the biodynamic viticulture in all your labels? I, I don't know. We started just last year with the vineyard and now we are, this is part of our, of our experiment, of our, uh, we, are, we are trying probably, I don't know, we are waiting also for Serena. The young generation are always plenty of new ideas and uh, I don't know. I don't know. At the moment is respect. Respect for people, respect for for the soil, respect for the land. And uh, in fact, also, uh, when you ask me about uh, sulfate, I we don't use uh, um, sulfite during vinification, but just uh, before bottling, just to prevent... Uh, uh, bacteria and so on, but not during vinification. Just small quantity, less than uh, the, the quantity um, um, allowed by organic uh, rules. Cool. So, um, speaking of the biodynamic viticulture and all the in all the all the other things that you've done in the cellar and the vineyards, and um, so uh, what is the big challenge currently in the vineyards, the climate change, for example. So what are you going to do to to deal with it? Well, I am, uh, well, unfortunately, we can see uh, that um, weather is really changing. Uh, and every year um, we um, see in the in the, how the new climate, we can say, act in the vineyard. Uh, you know, in in the agriculture in general, I, I imagine and I know, uh, and of course we have to 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 manage with this changing um, of of weather, and and the the most important thing is to check and to and to and to manage the um, the life of of the vines during the uh, their grow and their the. And also uh, the, during the the pruning and uh, during each step of the of the viticulture life is really is really changing in terms of period of uh, of acting for uh, for for a producer. Also the 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 harvest. Uh, his uh, also this year was uh, we finished the, the first week of October when usually we we start with the red harvest the red grapes harvest and uh, um, of course Etna is a 
probably on Etna is 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 easier to face this new climate changing, uh, but of course I imagine that there are other 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 situation, other region, other um, that uh, other other countries where um, in particular in particular uh, a condition area of of, of land uh, they had to act in different ways uh, um, compared to the past. Yeah, so uh, I think for your, um, as we know that your wines are all under the Appalachian Ethan Dock, so you can't not irrigate, um, you can't use the irrigation in your vineyards. But I, I just learned that the inference and the possibility is just open for the irrigation um, after the 23rd August 2023, it's for the, for the Appalachian. So it is something that we need to consider. And I think Aetna has a great advantage that, like you said, but are you going to um, to do some, for example, experiment for the rootstocks or different clones of the wines? No, I, we, um, as you told, uh, on uh, as the DOC is, is forbidden to irrigate in... But just in uh, in an uh, extreme um, <clears throat> moment uh, of the new uh, vineyard planted, but we have never have never uh, used uh, water irrigation in the in the new plantation too. Um, the Etna is lucky for this. Vines on Etna are lucky for this because the soil uh, and the vines, the the roots, uh, uh, go very deep in the soil to to catch um, all the nutrients, but mainly to catch water because the soil very deep is, is, uh, is wet. And, uh, and this is very important for our, um, for our <coughs> viticulture. And I don't think we will need to irrigate. Um, I don't think because uh, starting from altitude from 600 up to 800 uh, meters, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, for example, the northern slopes are... Um, um, are not so uh, less in rain compared to the to the southwest version, uh, Santa Maria di Licodia, where we have this small portion of uh, of land of of uh, vineyard, where we produce the Contrada Cavaliere white, and there the altitude is one the vineyard is of one thousand meter, and uh, and um, that version occurs less in rain. But I I can imagine Etna uh, uh, on Etna the necessity to irrigate. But I I read about France, but I don't know really. I I don't know at the moment. At the moment we we uh, can face the the hot temperature. We we could face also this year um, and also last year. But I really don't don't know. It's a uh, it's a question mark for the future, I think. Yes, it's a very interesting subject in for the future. So um, I learned that you proposed the one club on your website. So when it's open, so what is the purpose for that? Yes, we completed the new website in July, and uh, in January we will be ready to with the wine club project. I think that the wine club is a way to let our clients 
be part of our project, not only to sell them wine, but also to create fidelity and belonging to Palmento Postanzo, uh, to Palmento Postanzo uh, with uh, advantages, with inviting them, uh, let them be party uh, of, uh, of some project of new, of new, of new uh, references or, or, or inviting for the harvest or... Um, or whatever we can imagine to let uh, our uh, the wine lovers be part of our project in in total sleeping in the vineyard because our project is also to 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 um, to complete our uh, hospitality uh, project in the vineyard we have just a small house in the vineyard and uh, and this can be also uh, um, a present for the wine lovers our wine lovers to be part and to leave the, the the winery also in 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 uh, in particular moment that probably they cannot imagine to uh, be part of the of, of Palmento Costanzo. Great, great, and uh, I think this absolutely project that we are looking forward to see in the future. And I think it is, makes sense that you are building a very unique. Parliament to one universe for your winery. So, um, speaking of the marketing sets, so what is the percentage of the, your export market? Is it important for you? So why? And what are the highlights of your 2023 marketing plan? Yes, we uh, we started to sell when we started. We started with uh, Sicily first, Italy, and then we moved. Uh, um, in, in to other countries, and now we can consider our market sixty percent, sixty five percent Italy, and the rest is export. Of course, uh, our major focus at the moment is USA market, but uh, we our goals is to improve the east side and to concretize also the existing market. So we now after COVID that we can uh, start again. Um, to to organize also uh, a trip all around um, the world. I think that uh, our first goal, our important goals, is to improve what we are and uh, uh, to improve the east side, also other country USA, but concretize the existing market also in Europe. Yes, you. I thought that you were in the grand testing in Paris. Um, yeah. During December, and you are actually very active for sort of the food pairing activities, and and I, I'm very curious about why your east side. So why this this market is interesting for you. Well, um, I think that when you produce a wine, you want all the world uh, um, knowing your wine. Um, without, um, I think all the markets are interesting for a, for a producer. Um, also, for uh, for enlarge the, the knowledge of, of other uh, um, tasting, of other uh, philosophy in tasting wine, and so pairing wine with uh, with food, and uh, it's a big challenge to to introduce uh, uh, probably also particular. Um, um, uh, 
terroir of wine, which can be considered not, uh, uh, which are particular, which are different from the, for uh, the um, old trend, and, and to understand how uh, other markets can face, can taste, can appreciate and, uh, your wine. So, um, are your wines are present in Chinese market? <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We were starting uh, in, before COVID, then and now we are improving. We are continuing. Uh, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the period is not easy. Unfortunately, okay. but uh, we we are fiduciaries. For for the audience, I mean, if some Chinese importers. In the audience, so please contact Valeria for the for, for the one because they are very good. And just speaking of the COVID, so did pandemic bring an impact on your marketing development or? Well, I can say that in, in what stopped uh, really was the Italian market, but because the the export uh, USA also Europe didn't stop completely. And also the Northern Europe market, uh, um, we want some time there in, uh, in Sweden. And so, but of course, the Eastern uh, market stopped completely. And um, and I I think that, uh, that uh, um, now that we can uh, restart and uh, uh, we can believe that everything can uh, can restart in the best way possible, and uh, and, uh, and and COVID and COVID must be for uh, for uh, forgotten for everybody, and so for for all the, for the market in 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 general, not only the wine. Yes, cross fingers. Yeah, and great news is that I don't know if you heard about that or not. The Chinese is open, and now I can go back to China. For four years, I didn't see my family. So this is, um, yeah, uh, we have um, lots of impact um, because of the COVID. But I think um, everything going to be fine. Um, and the very last question, um, you identified yourself as an engaged female in the wine industry. And I really appreciate being more female voices internationally and more and more females engaged in wine in France as well. So um, I, what are the different perspectives that you could bring to the whole wine industry and how will you make a better wine business and reshape the wine industry? Um, yes, women are more and more engaged, as you, as you told, in wine industry. I think probably because it is a, a creative world that embraces different fields, starting from the vineyard, of course, because vineyard the vines are the main uh, the, the main uh, uh, subject of the of, of the of viticulture. But uh, including, um, um, but starting from the vineyard and including, but including before reaching the market, a lot of aspects where women, I think, feel confidential and can express their multitasking ability. And so uh, women are, are, are uh, uh, reshaping the uh, the wine industry uh, because of the of, of their of their uh, uh, creativity and uh, their, um, and their and, and their um, they are uh, also able to to embrace all the the fields that uh, 
uh, wine uh, um, has in, in in the total uh, in the total uh, aspect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it was a great pleasure to have this interview. I uh, would we'll just let the uh, let the back to Stevie. All righty. There you go. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. Thank you so much, Valeria and Jamie. There were a few technical uh, problems, but uh, we'll try to recoup uh, some of those um, conversations, some part of it at least. Uh, and Laika will reach out to you personally. So I actually brought up um, Julianne um, um, onto the stage because I know she was also visiting, right? She, you were also part of the delegation. Yes. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Yes, Hello. I was also there at Etna. Hello. Hey, and where are you now, Julie? I'm currently in Florida, and I have. Now what's the weather feet. like? Well, unfortunately, I was um, dealing with Hurricane Ian issues, and I'm All currently right. getting a roof right now, and it's starting to rain while they're putting a new roof on. So it's an adventure here in Florida, always. But. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So, uh, Julianne, so I want to ask you a question. What was your favorite wine? What impressed you the most about Valeria's wine? Yes. Or your visit in general? Yes. So, uh, Valeria, again, good evening. I enjoyed your visit. You might remember me. I'm Julia. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, I remember, of course. And I work with uh, the Italian seller. And so we sell your Nero di Se, um, the Bianco di Se, and we sell the Mofette, red and white. But what I also enjoyed is I had visited before with the pre-Philosera wine, and I had been able to try your pre-Philoxera wine. And I actually have a bottle that I will be opening on Christmas Day to go with our meal. (laughs) Thank you. So, of course, Etna Wines and why I enjoyed visiting the wineries, because since I sell the wines, then when I'm, you know, with customers, I'm able to talk about the winery of course, the Palmento system to throw in Sicilian history. But I use Etna Rosso especially as one of those wines to show the connection of, okay, well, if you're not really looking for something that's too heavy or too much with a fuller body, and but you don't want something that's too light of a body, I find that the Etna Rosso is a, is a good medium ground. And so it's my, I use it as a gateway wine for customers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Great. you. Uh, so we have also another question from Jang. Uh, and she asks, I have a question for Jamie. Uh, he mentioned French consumers prefer wine that has pure is pure in character, low alcohol, around 13%, and with mineral notes. For Italian wine, DOC or IGP also make a different impression. So except Etna, which Italian region has the similar traits um, as Etna? I suppose that's her question. Did you understand that, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, just, I think I will, um, I will make things very clear. Um, when I mentioned that the French customer like the mineral wines, I mean that in Paris, I'm talking about the Paris is, is very different. So if we take consider to other cities in France, if we are in Provence, they drink, come on, rosy wines all year round. And in Paris, I mean, um, especially the people just like Sancerre, the Sauvignon Blanc, and the Chablis de Chardonnay. So those 
because they love oysters. So you want some mineral, some neutral variety. So um, I mean, low alcohol for me is around 12 and 20, 12.5. So, um, and I think we have lots of great Italian wines can fit in this cap. For example, Verdico definitely is the great variety that I think have some salty mineral notes. And Gordesi from Gavi di Gavi is very good expressions of the of the volcanic cells as well. So many, many ways. And I'm very um, pleased to to introduce some Toronto duck um, to the French market as well. So, yeah. Excellent. So I have a question for Valeria. Ecopi. Yes. Valeria, so I know, you know, this is a terrible question. It's a bit cheeky, but, and I ask uh, quite often this question, you have 11 labels, right? Yeah. And I know, you know, the wines are like their children uh, for all Italian winemakers, winemakers in general. But if you <laughs> yeah. were to choose one, which most represents you, Cosidetta, uh, uh, signature wine, which wine would it be and why? I have to say, I can choose a, a children, a, ch- a child. <laughs> I know, everybody <laughs> says that. But if you were to choose one, which one would be your, which one is the one that most represents yourself and your uh, winery? I love uh, Bianco di Sei, but I don't want to say Bianco di Sei because I have all my wines, of course. But Bianco di Sei was my first white wine, uh-huh. and uh, for me, uh, as to me, represents uh, Etna with uh, its minerality, stupidity, verticality, crispy, it's a crispy wine. And uh, I, I love uh, Bianco di Sei, but I love all my wines. You so, let me to, 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 to choose a wine, but... Uh, <laughs> It's I know, it's, it's a difficult it's question. Difficult. I know. Yes, it's uh, difficult, yes. Valeria, listen, thank you so much for t- not only today, but you have been hosting our um, ambassadors in your home and your hospitality is so generous and warm. And um, I don't know what to say. I think we love your wines. We love your wineries. And thank you for what you're doing. It is not easy making wines in Etna. As we all thank know. you very much. Thank you to you. Uh, I'm sorry for my English and no, I'm no, sorry for the, for the line, for the line. But I don't know because I heard you. No, you know so. it's so funny because once I came <laughs> to interrupt you, and then after that it was perfect. So <laughs> I shouldn't. I didn't want to interrupt you before because I usually never do that. But um, thank you so much. I'm sorry. And thank I, you. I'm to going you. to try to now look for. We took some beautiful. Uh, photographs and videos of your vineyard when I was there last time. I'm going to look for some of them tonight and maybe um, make a post out of it. Thank you very much to everybody and see you soon. And buone feste. Onetna, buone feste. Ciao, ciao ragazzi, ciao Ciao. Valeria. Ciao, ciao ragazzi, ciao Jamie. Ciao. 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 Ciao.
Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cheat, cheat.